0: No matter where you are, it's Texas Standard Time on this TGI Friday, November 9th, 2018. I'm David Brown. Great to have you with us as the dust continues to settle from the midterms. By the way, whatever happened to that uh, so-called migrant caravan? Remember the thousands of Central Americans headed for the U.S. border? The president used as a fixture in his pre-election rhetoric. The Washington Post reports that if this week's vote was the election of the caravan, no one bothered to tell the caravan... And thousands of migrants awoke in Mexico City on Wednesday and Thursday to resume their northward trek. Well, now the president has issued an executive order aimed at stopping migrants from declaring asylum if they try to enter illegally. Fatma Marouf is professor of law and director of the Immigrant Rights Clinic at Texas A&M University. Professor Marouf, welcome. Thank you. What do you make of the president's decision to invoke executive power? to suspend uh, the granting of asylum to those who cross the border illegally?
1: Well, it seems to contravene our current immigration laws, which allow people to apply for asylum regardless of how they enter the country.
0: Uh, It certainly does. Uh, Can the president do this? Does he have the legal authority to uh, make it impossible to declare or seek asylum uh, if you've entered the country illegally?
1: Well, I think that's an issue that's going to have to be decided. He has a special emergency power to suspend the entry of people that he believes um, pose a, a threat to the United States, so if their entry is detrimental to the interests of the United States, but I think he might be hard pressed to show that that's the situation here.
0: I was going to ask: Can he declare a whole category of people as potentially detrimental to the United States? This is an emergency order, right? And and so right. you would you he, have to make wouldn't you have to make an individual showing there?
1: No, um, you know this is the same power he used um, in the travel ban, which declared entire countries to be uh, detrimental to the United States for their citizens to enter. So that broad, sweeping use of power was upheld by the Supreme Court in that case, which um, suggests that the court might again be very deferential here.
0: But we should be clear, we were talking about illegal entry. If you enter at a port of entry, is the president saying you cannot uh, seek asylum there?
1: No, this rule has no impact on people who enter at a port of entry. The issue is that a lot of people haven't even been able, have tried to enter at port of entries, but haven't been able to. They've been turned back by, by some of the border agents at the ports told that the U.S. doesn't even offer asylum anymore, that the ports are full. And so we've had problems of, of, um, you know, people sort of just sleeping on the bridges, trying to get in, trying to apply. And if they can't, you know, going around uh, to try to enter between ports of entry.
0: Now, let me understand something. If someone does, in fact, try to go around the port of entry and enter uh, at at another place uh, through some unauthorized means, they will not be given an asylum hearing. Does that mean they will be immediately deported?
1: No. So they are put in what's called expedited removal procedures, which means they have to pass a credible fear interview, which is sort of a a very basic asylum interview in order to get a full asylum hearing. So that would still be the law. But my understanding is that, you know, they wouldn't be able now to apply for asylum. However, they still would be able to apply for two related types of relief that are harder to get. So I'm not sure this would really speed up uh, deportations in the way the president thinks it would.
0: I think a lot of people wonder that this is being characterized as a temporary order, an emergency order, Mm -hmm. Um, but what what is the time limitation on this? I mean, if the president can unilaterally say, Uh, That uh, there's a a state of emergency exists at the border. Therefore, I'm going to use this emergency authority. Uh, How long does that extend? And if it extends indefinitely, is that not a a de facto rewriting of the law that's on the books?
1: Um, So if it extends indefinitely, I think that would be a problem. The travel ban was also indefinite in nature, and the Supreme Court said, "Well, once countries sort of fix their vetting procedures to comply with our standards, it'll be lifted." I mean, that's what the government sort of urged the court to um, t- to do. So. In this case, you know, it's kind of similar where we don't know right now how long it'll last, um, but that still might be help upheld by the courts given the precedent set by the travel ban.
0: And just to be clear, what is the emergency that the president is trying to defend the country from? Uh, during, you know, in the in the run-up to midterms, he was talking quite a bit on Twitter and social media about the, the so-called migrant caravan.
1: Right. I don't think there is a clear emergency that's been defined. Um, I... You know, he's tried to portray the caravan as violent and dangerous, but there's really not evidence showing that asylum seekers coming from Central America are posing a danger to our our country in any way. Most of them are just fleeing for their lives.
0: Do you expect that this is going to be challenged? And if so, what will the president have to show to maintain this executive order?
1: Absolutely. I think it will be challenged pretty quickly. It's going to be, I think, an uphill battle in litigation, much like the travel ban. um, He's going to have to show that this was an authorized use of his power under the Immigration Act.
0: And will he have to say anything about the uh, migrants that he expects to arrive in the U.S.?
1: Yes, I think he's going to have to give at least some reasons explaining why there is a national security threat here.
0: Fatma Marouf is professor of law and director of the Immigrant Rights Clinic at Texas A&M University in Fort Worth. Professor Maruf, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us on The Texas Standard. We certainly do appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.